This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's the place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome aboard, folks. Dr. Charles Parker here, and we have a terribly interesting guest. I mean, I can't say that enough. I'm so lucky to be in this spot talking to really cool, interesting people. And Wendy Myers has joined us. She's a functional diagnostic nutritionist from beautiful downtown LA in California. And she is a very knowledgeable woman who's going to tell us a lot about how to understand brain toxins, heavy metals, and what they do to your brain. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be fun. She is really a strong player. I really enjoyed just the brief conversation I had with her before we got started. And she is going to tell us a lot of stuff. She's going to actually tell us actually how to get physicians themselves into this whole area of measurement and data that she's into. And you know, we at Core Brain, Core Brain Journal are really interested in data because we think people are not paying attention to the data. Having said that, let me say a word from our sponsors. Core Brain Journal is supported by Great Plains Laboratory. They are deep international biomedical testing leaders for improved targeted mind science details. As both laboratory and webinar global thought leaders, they provide the most comprehensive set of hard data measurement tools for real biomedical answers beyond guesswork. And they also provide multiple training webinars for both the public and medical providers on how to use that data effectively in those offices globally. They're a global outfit. Check out their website for references and testing details. And folks, take a note of this offer that they have out there. You can go over and register for a complimentary test drawing over there at Grand Plains Laboratory. And every week they change that and they, as a supportive activity with us over here at Core Brain Journal, they're offering free tests. And there are a variety of different tests. You have to go over and see what's available this week. The site that you go to is greatplainslaboratory.com forward slash CBJ4 Core Brain Journal. With that, let's go get our introduction with Wendy Meyer. She's an FDNP, as I said, a functional diagnostic nutritionist. She's the founder of the MyersDetox.com. That's how I got a hold of her because I was like, oh my gosh, this woman, I've got to get her on because she's talking about things that are so relevant for what we see. She's a detox expert, a functional diagnostic nutritionist, as I said, and an NES bioenergetic practitioner in LA, California. She is the number one best-selling author of Limitless Energy, How to Detox Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue, and she is the host. She's got a podcast of the heavymetalsummit.com, Heavy Metals plural, two S's in there, summit.com. Wendy currently hosts two podcasts, the Live to 110 podcast about detox and the Supercharged podcast about NES health bioenergetics. I'm looking forward to hearing about that because I know nothing about it. I look forward to hearing. She is passionate about the importance of detox to live a long, disease-free life, and she created the revolutionary Myers Detox Protocol, which she's going to be talking about with us, working with thousands of various clients from really all over the world. 
So let's take a moment here to hear how you got started, Wendy. I mean, you were out there and all of a sudden you're a nutritionist and then somewhere in there, the light came on and you began to be more interested in getting the details straight. Tell us how that happened. Well, I was like a lot of people. I was taking impeccable care of my health. You know, it was my full-time job. I was eating amazing diet. I was taking all these supplements, really high-quality supplements. I was uh, exercising. I was trying to sleep, not be very successful with that. And I still didn't feel well. And I just kept thinking to myself, what exactly do I have to do to feel good, to feel like I have energy and good brain function and good mood and whatnot? And so I knew something intuitively was wrong, and I went to my, my naturopath said, figure out what's wrong with me. Something's going on. And she did all these tests and found I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman at 37 years old. I was thrilled to hear that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was in the position of a lot of people today in their 30s at the the prime of their life. And I felt like crap. I felt I couldn't put two word sentences together hardly. And I had such bad brain fog. And so I I didn't want to do the hormone replacement therapy my doctor was, you know, gave me as a solution. So I went on Dr. Google and started putting in, you know, how do I recover my hormones? How do I fix my thyroid how naturally? And, and I found a website that started talking about heavy metals and how mercury affects the thyroid and how these metals affect the brain. So I decided to start detox. And for me, just the light bulb, I'm like, this is it. This is why these toxic metals are the root cause of so many people's health issues. And they're completely being overlooked by medical doctors and a lot of even functional medical practitioners. Well, let me take a moment to interrupt you for right there because you got me excited about a couple of things. As a traditional psychiatrist who has really undergone a conversion myself, (laughs) realizing that meds don't do it as routinely as they should. In fact, very often we're, we're making, we're missing the boat just doing the meds. A question that comes to mind immediately is it sounds like you were suffering with estrogen dominance and that some, on some level, because you were having the premenopausal activity, you were estrogen dominant, and they were probably going to suggest to you compounding progesterone and so on and measuring all that. And you're saying, and this is an interesting thing for me as a medical practitioner, that when you found the detox problems and you discovered them, did that actually change your estrogen dominance picture in the way your whole periods were running? Yeah, it did. I mean, I didn't have any like hormonal issues like with my period or anything like that. I just had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman. I did have estrogen dominance and whatnot, but once I spent a couple of years detoxing my body and regulating my hormones and stopped the influx of hormone-affecting toxins, then that's when my hormones regulated on their own because I thought, well, I have low hormones. Well, what caused that? besides just stress. And so I decided to, you know, take action. How do I reverse this? Whatever caused it can be reversed. And so I did kind of a deconstruction of the problem rather than just taking supplemental hormones. So that is very interesting. You said hormone encouraging toxins. You I don't know if you use the word encouraging, but you know, so there are certain toxins that actually amplify uh, hormone activity in certain counterproductive ways. Yeah, they interfere in the hormones or they mimic estrogen, creating an estrogen-dominant-like environment. Oh, that's interesting. And there's lots of metals that we can talk about today that interfere in brain function. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so many metals cause oxidative stress in the brain. They kill cells. They interfere in neurotransmission. 
they reduce levels of serotonin, you know, dopamine and GABA. And just uh, they interfere in different parts of the brain functioning. It's really interesting. And there's a, there's a reason why so many people today have brain fog and lowered cognition, lowered neurotransmission and lowered brain function because of it and feel really frustrated. And they reach for caffeine and they reach for different things that kind of light their brain up for a second. They reach for stimulants, but there's a lot of different metals that are interfering in their brain function that they need to detox to have optimal brain function. That is so interesting, Wendy. I really appreciate it because coming at it as a relative neophyte compared to you, you, I mean, you this is your skill set. You're into it, okay? So I'm walking in the door a little bit and learning. But you know what happens with me? I'm a little bit further down the path than the average person because when you say brain fog, my head goes over to candida. Yes. You know, so, mm-hmm. so I'm really thinking about candida. But I would be very pleased if you could share with me your observations about the heavy metals that significantly contribute to brain fog and how you measure them, how you actually measure so you know what you're doing with that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So metals act by several different mechanisms in brain tissue. So number one, there's cellular destruction where there's metals like tin. Uh, Tin will actually kill off uh, cerebellar neurons. Mercury destroys cellular infrastructure like neurofibrils within nerve cells and inhibit neurite formation. So we're going to get a little bit technical here. No, say that. And, That's really good. It's very important. Yes. And we say that last thing you said, say it one more time so we can get it because it was you were broke up a little bit there. Yeah. So mercury inhibits neurite formation. So it okay. inhibits the formation of brain cells. Gotcha. And then there's oxidative stress. So lots of different toxic metals cause oxidative stress and they reduce cellular glutathione levels and generate lots of free radicals. So that's a problem. And a lot of people have trouble detoxing their brain. There's a reduction of melatonin in the body, which helps to detox the brain because of EMF, so electromagnetic fields. That's one of the biggest problems that electromagnetic fields cause is reduction of melatonin, and then people aren't able to detox their brain properly as a result. I take that every single night. I take liposomal melatonin. And then there's mitochondrial dysfunction. So our mitochondria make our body's energy. They make our, it makes our ATP. And we need lots of energy to supply our brain. So there's different metals like arsenic, aluminum, tin, and cesium that interfere in mitochondrial function and therefore energy production and therefore brain function. And then there's uh, interference in microglial activation. So especially aluminum, aluminum causes cognitive dysfunction by interfering in the activation of our microglial cells. And aluminum, we're getting that from vaccinations, flu vaccinations. We're getting it from our underarm deodorant. We're breathing it in the air. We get it in a lot of different ways. And then there's interference of neurotransmission. So toxic metals reduce levels of neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and GABA. And that interferes in our mood and our cognition and our brain cellular transmission in many different ways. And then metals also interfere in our hypothalamic function. So especially the production of vasopressin and blockage of melatonin receptors causing chronic sleep disturbance. So these metals really wreak havoc on our brain. Um, They also assist in the generation of both beta amyloid and tau proteins. And in susceptible individuals, this can lead to Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. So the metals really causing a lot of problems. So if anyone has a family history of dementia or they're, they're having brain fog or fatigue, 
you really want to think about adding detoxification to your health regimen. That is so interesting. Now, you said so many pithy remarks in a very brief period of time. It was like high-speed telegraphic, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm on the receiving end. I'm like, bang, 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 bang. You know, it's so cool. It's really good. Now, of course, every time you said something else, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to read about this. Oh my gosh, I got to read about this. So do you have something that's readable that condenses what you just said so graphically and so explicitly? You know, I actually don't. I'm about to publish an article on how toxic metals affect brain function. Mm -hmm. So I'll have this article on the website. By the time this is published, there'll be an article on my website. You can just type in brain fog on myersdetox.com and find more detailed information about it. But I do have a lot of different articles on every different toxic metal and there'll be a little information in there about how these metals affect brain function. But I can go through each metal if you like and talk about how each metal like mercury, lead, and aluminum specifically affect brain function. I think those are really two important ones because, you know, so many people use aluminum every single day, high doses of aluminum, and have no idea what they're doing. I mean, it's amazing. And yeah. the whole antiperspirant thing, and we, we could talk about that. And then mercury and fish, we could... Let's just take a moment to go through those two. I'm terribly interested in all of them. I think, you know, the high, whole idea of the relationship between selenium and what's going on, those are other interesting things. But let's just talk about the exposure that we have so people can grasp the gravity of what Wendy is talking about for us. Yeah, well, let's talk about aluminum first and how aluminum affects the brain. So aluminum is associated with both autism and Alzheimer's disease and just reg in cognition in general. And once aluminum enters the brain cells, certain people will be unable to eliminate it efficiently, and that induces oxidative stress and cellular damage. Aluminum is neurophilic, meaning it loves to attach and get into brain cells and cells of the central nervous system. And especially if you get a high dose of it, like in a vaccine, that's why people can get seizures and have neurological disorders, brain swelling, encephalopathy, because of the, the trauma that the, the high dose of aluminum is causing in that person. And in older individuals, such damage can be permanent. That's why it's really important for people to avoid the flu vaccine. Many people, it's just getting that flu vaccine every single year just builds up tons of aluminum in your body. And the form of the aluminum in that vaccine is especially toxic. They've manipulated it to be a, a more toxic form. And that just helps the vaccine work better. But then there's mercury. Mercury is what most people know about. And it's deposited throughout the brain, especially in the hypothalamus and hippocampus. And it's associated, uh, it's also found throughout the cortex and occipital lobe. And it impairs working memory, and it's been associated with the development of Alzheimer's also in older individuals and autism, autism spectrum disorders in children. And the big thing about mercury, it really affects thyroid functioning. Uh, mercury inhibits the production of thyroid hormones, and it, it's one of the main reasons why so many people have lowered thyroid function. It's not just, oh, you're getting older and you know, your thyroid's not working. It's actually the mercury in our environment that's uh, one of the main promoters of thyroid dysfunction and well, Hashimoto's. Well, let's take a moment to do this. Let's talk about the origins and source, and then let's talk about the cure a little bit. So let's start with aluminum. My only limited understanding compared to yours is the aluminum and the underarm deodorant that people really need to look at the antiperspirant, which has, I, I honestly don't know, but it's like, like some aluminum hydroxide or something like that. 
as an underarm deodorant. Is that of significance for you as a, a detox person? Absolutely. Because when you're putting that deodorant on, they all contain aluminum. All the commercial brands that are antiperspirants contain aluminum. That's how they stop the sweat in your pores. And so you're, you're slathering that on every single day. Your skin is very effective at absorbing that toxin. It gets introduced right into your nervous system and your brain. And so really, you want to find a natural brand that's aluminum-free. I use, oh God, I forget the name. <laughs> the brand that I use, Primal Life Organics is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's lots of great natural brands out there that work really well. And we also get aluminum. It's used as an anti-caking agent in flour, sugar, and salt. Is that right? Yes, and baking soda. So how do you find that? Is it on the label? You know, it's not because products that are used in processing of, of food products don't have to be in the label. So they're not always going to have aluminum on the label. Like baking soda, you can find aluminum-free baking soda. You just want to avoid table salt. All of that's going to have aluminum. You want to use sea salt. Just, you know, anytime you're just going shopping, buy not more natural products and you'll be able to avoid a lot of the metals that are added for various functions. Yeah, well, I think the most important thing there, I mean, in terms of kind of a macro, why would we be interested in this? You said it very emphatically. And with the rise in autism, which is phenomenal. And then when we look at Alzheimer's and dementia, we see so many individuals who have a complete cognitive loss at earlier and earlier ages. And the Illumina is directly, directly related to that and go in and and see what's going on. So then what's your exposure on the mercury besides eating tuna, which tuna is going to be a big one, but that would be something to pay attention to. Are there other mercury sources that people may not know about that are like, oh my gosh, we got to really pay attention to this? Yes. Well, so number one, the air that we breathe contains quite a bit of mercury and aluminum because of coal burning. So coal burning that is happening in the United States, in China, other other areas, other countries get into our atmosphere and are blown, you know, but weather patterns all over the world. And because of the coal burning, we get mercury, we get cadmium, we get other metals into the air that we're breathing in. Unfortunately, we're, we're breathing a lot of metals in uh, car exhaust, car fumes, smog. But mercury is also found in mercury fillings. So if you've ever had mercury fillings for any length of time or you have them improperly removed, you're going to have large amounts of inorganic mercury in your body. The mercury in fish uh, like ahi tuna and canned tuna and the large migratory fish, really any of the large ones like halibut and and shark and uh, swordfish, things like that are going to have fairly high mercury levels. So you want to eat the smaller fish, like anchovies and sardines, mackerel. They have they don't live as long, so they don't have a long enough time to build up large amounts of mercury in their body. So those are a safer bet. There's uh, mercury is in uh, about 400 different medications as well. It can be, yeah, and so unfortunately, it's still in some flu vaccines. Um, Mercury is phased out because of public outcry, but now they just add aluminum. So it's still, the vaccines are still brain toxic, even if they're mercury-free. And there's there's a whole list of areas or things where you can get mercury. I have an article on my website called the Toxic Metals Sources and Symptoms Guide, where you can find all the different symptoms that are caused by each metal and all the different sources. 
So if you type in heavy metals at MyRCDetox.com, you can find that guy, which I'm constantly updating as I research. Just to help me, is that a PDF or is it something that's downloadable or is that a resource that's just on the page? Both. It is. So what, what I'd like to do is, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, it may not be possible, but if you could shoot that PDF resource over, we would add yes. that as in the show notes because absolutely. that would be absolutely of interest and, and it would be your brand and we get the whole thing out there and get the word out what Wendy's talking about here and get, get on it. I'd love to have that. You have, oh, you have, and as a matter of fact, 10 tips to detox like a pro. You put that already. That's something else that we're going to have. We're going to have two downloads for you. Okay, okay. great. <laughs> that's, I mean, because that's your sort of therapeutic guidance right there. And the other one is information. So people can really prevent on the front end their intake and pay more attention to what they're doing. Yeah, and so. it's really interesting that the people aren't aware of certain sources of metals. And it can really be an eye-opening education to kind of look at this blog post or the, the PDF download and see all the different places we get these metals. It's amazing. So, you know, what we're going to do is take a quick break right here because this is such an interesting conversation. And Wendy, I don't know if you have to leave right at the hour, but we're going to make sure we get you in as much as we can. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to 15 seconds, you and I off, and we'll let them slip the mid-roll in. And when we come back, I want to ask you this question, and this is absolutely germane, is how do you measure it and what do you do about it? I mean, that's really simple. You have set us up. I mean, I know how shocked I was when I started doing hair analysis myself and saw the aluminum numbers and had no idea. And you're, you're elevating the conversation to a much more interesting and, and informed level from my relative level of innocence. But it was amazing to me how often we see people come in with these problems. So folks, we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to find out how to measure it and Wendy's going to tell us what to do about it. Be back in just a second. Today, the world of mind science, psychiatry, and mental health is rapidly changing with innovative, comprehensive testing that takes both patients and practitioners into a new world of measured details with useful, understandable, and remarkably actionable plans. The key phrase here is cost-effective. Testing also introduces a key parallel word, predictability. Psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medications, and our brief hospitalizations arises directly from the complexity of measurable brain body imbalances and impediments that explicitly interfere with medical outcomes and create costly difficulties with inadequately informed supplement and medication trials over time. Great Plains provides a leadership team of biomedical experts with advanced laboratory insights approved nationally both by the FDA and CLIA laboratory certifications and is available internationally for both public and medical professionals. Great Plains Laboratory is the primary laboratory we've used at CoreSight for years with excellent customer service for both patients and medical colleagues. They are on the spot, they get it every time. In addition, they provide exemplary training modules, which are webinars and conferences in an effort to broaden practice perspectives wherever you live. Do follow up on one of these complimentary test offers today at http greatplainslaboratory.com forward slash CBJ. Yeah, that's Core Brain Journal CBJ. 
Well, welcome back, folks. Dr. Charles Parker here again with Wendy Myers. She is a functional diagnostic nutritionist, and she is giving us a tremendous amount of information in a very short period of time. It's one of these interviews where you just have to fasten your seatbelt because she is burning the paint off the walls with all this, and she's given us some other resources. So, Wendy, let's talk about how you measure it, what you recommend about measuring, and we could spend the rest of the time on these two questions, how you measure it and what you do about it. Thank you so much. Yeah, so number one, one of the best ways to measure toxic metals in your body is with a hair mineral analysis. And it's a tried and true method, very easy to do at home. It's non-invasive, anyone can do it. And uh, the next one is a urine metals DMSA challenge test. Not everyone can do that test. They have sulfur sensitivities, they're really, really ill or they have detox issues, they're going to have a problem with that test, but it's a great test. And then there are stool tests. And the reason that you can do all these different tests is because different metals come out in different ways in the body. Some show best in the hair, some show best in the urine, some show best in the stool. So there's no one perfect test. They are measuring different things. So in an ideal world, you want to do all three tests, but I start with a hair mineral analysis. And let's just talk about that company. We'll have that link in the show notes. Or do you want to just have them linked to where you are? Would you tell me what to do? Yeah, so we offer this test. So you might as well just do it with us. Okay. And we'll leave the link in the show notes to do a hair mineral analysis with one of our Myers Detox practitioners. Fantastic. That's great. So now let's talk about the problems because I don't know about this. The hair analysis, folks, is really very simple. I mean, you just take some hair and send it in and it's not that expensive, even if insurance doesn't pay for it. And and you get a very graphic analysis, including ratios of heavy metals to, and what I really like is the ratio thing, because you can have the pieces hanging out there, but when you actually look at the ratios, you begin to understand what to do about it, and that's something. But that DMSA, say DMSA, could you tell us real quickly what those cautionary notes were about that one more time so we could understand that a little more thoroughly? Yes, well, there's a lot of medical doctors and alternative practitioners that will do metals testing for people. They do the urine DMSA challenge test where they'll give you DMSA, which is a chelator that grabs onto metals so that we can see what you have in your body more readily, what it's eliminating uh, with the DMSA. But some people don't tolerate that. They can have a bad reaction. Um, if people aren't detoxing very well, if they're very, very sick, now I really don't want to do that test with them. So that's why I want to start with the, the hair mineral analysis first. Mm -hmm. And then if they're a candidate, then do follow up with a urine test. So what makes them a candidate after you've done the hair? Where do you then feel as a practitioner? Okay, I think we can do this DSMA and really see what's going on. What's the criteria there? Well, I just make sure they don't have a sulfur sensitivity. Like if they don't, if they have a sensitivity to garlic, probably shouldn't be putting synthetic sulfur, which is the DMSA, into their body. Oh. If they are really, really sensitive to supplements, probably not a good idea. If they're very ill, probably not a good idea. Gotcha, gotcha. Because we do see people like that. They're just completely shot. And you're saying because they're so brittle, you know, this is a little more of an invasive test. You just got to be careful with people who are really brittle. Yeah, we don't want to throw fuel on the fire and make them sicker. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to do that. And then the stool analysis is pretty basic. Then who do you, which laboratory do you use for that? I use Trace Minerals International. And the stool is great because we can see cadmium toxicity, which we can't see on a urine or a hair test typically. It's typically there, but we just don't see it. 
And we also can see silver toxicity from mercury fillings or people that are kind of getting a little too happy with the colloidal silver. That is interesting. Yeah. Well, colloidal silver, for those of you who don't know, people use it for candida. Yeah. And uh-huh. so what happens is if, if, if a little bit helps, then I'm going to use a whole lot. And then of course the colloidal silver people say there's just no problem with it, but it is a heavy metal. And it, it is, it is. It just it, you can get too much of a good thing, and it's like antibiotic. It needs to be used uh, with caution. So those are some measuring devices. Thank you, and and folks, you really need to go over to Wendy Myers' website. We'll have all the link on that. Tell me about the heavymetalssummit.com because we want to make sure we get that one on the record as well. What's going on over there? Yes, well, this is a summit I put on in January 2018 with. Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, who's a world-renowned practitioner, and Dr. Christine Schaffner. We interviewed about 38 experts on heavy metal toxicity. Oh, my gosh. That'd from, be fantastic. Yeah, from around the world. we interviewed Klinghart is like, he's, he's with Johns Hopkins, isn't he? No, he has his own institute and own like training academy and clinic in Washington. Oh, in Washington. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And he, he's absolutely brilliant. And yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I was very honored to have him on the summit with Joe Mer- Dr. Joel Mercola spoke on the summit. And oh, so many Mercola, other- yeah, you had the players on. Yes, uh, yes. So it's a, it's an amazing summit that where people can learn all about detoxification. That's it's great. Really that is that's and it's still alive. That kind of thing is green. It doesn't matter when you did it; it's going to be green for many years. It's fantastic. Yes. So then the next level is what is an NES bioenergetic practitioner? Could you tell us that, please? Yes. Well, that's a whole other podcast, (laughs) but in a nutshell, it's essentially our bodies have an energetic field. And while our bodies communicate physically with neurotransmitters and hormones and things like that, we also, we have a, the majority of our communication actually takes place in our body's energy field. And that's why there's so trillions of things are happening every second in our body. And the way our body physically functions cannot account for all of the changes in communication that happens secondly basis. So uh, what a NES bioenergetic scan does is you kind of put your hand on a little mouse and you do a scan of your body and it tells you everywhere you have an energetic block in your body. And there's about an 85% correlation to the issues found in the scan to people's known physical health issues. And uh, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So it just restores communication in your body and therefore physical functioning by working in the energetic realm. I'm going to have you back and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. I know I got off the subject <laughs> a little bit. This is a whole nother deep dive. Okay. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. We, we've had one fellow on, a couple of different people on the electromagnetic fields, EMF radiation and phones and this and that and the other. We, we'll talk more with you about that another time if it's convenient for you. I'd like yeah, to- I would love to talk about it. It's, it's fascinating. I actually started hosting a, a podcast called Supercharge, entirely dedicated to bioenergetics because I really think it's the future of medicine and it's an important topic. It's very, very cutting edge. It's just an amazing way to approach your health physically. Really look forward to hearing you talk about that. So then in a very short period of time, because you've had so many really cool people talking to you and I know you're loaded with information, but because we're just kind of tiptoeing in the doorway here with this detox situation. Tell us a little more about what you do when you have ratios that are off in the trace element test, which is kind of a little more on the elementary side for a guy like me, okay? (laughs) And then 
Tell us what you do about that, how you actually take though, you know, what, what kind of interventions you think are the best for individuals who have heavy metal imbalances like that. Well, you know, it's great to do testing. You want to find out what type of metals that you have, what kind of mineral imbalances and mineral deficiencies that you have, because minerals are really key in pushing metals out of the body. So you want to find where you have mineral deficiencies and imbalances. We see those imbalances on the mineral ratios on a hair mineral analysis, and we do a delicate balancing act with various minerals like selenium and zinc and magnesium and calcium to try to improve overall the body's metabolic function and ability to detox by remineralizing and balancing the minerals. Gotcha. Now you be, this is, and I'm not putting you on the spot here. I'm just trying to have a conversation. You're far deeper into this than I am, but we've had a lot of luck using minerals for uh, understanding over and under methylation. And I don't know if you actually, do you figure methylation into what you're doing? And if you could, could you tell us a little bit about that whole process? I don't get so much into that. I don't get so much into over and under methylation. Mm -hmm. I know that's uh, Dr. Walsh's, uh, yeah. and I've actually interviewed him on my podcast about them, but we don't get so much into that. He's a great guy, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's amazing. Very, you know, molecular cellular physiology, transporter proteins on the presynaptic nerve, wild. All right, so taking it to the next level about treatment. So you use some of the trace elements that are minerals, pardon me, to actually pull the heavy metals out. Where are you with the whole business of uh, the infrared field and, and uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm 100% with having all of my clients use an infrared sauna. Mm -hmm. So I have them choose a sauna that has near and far infrared spectrums to maximize detoxification. And it's really, really important to, you know, sit in front of infrared bulbs a few times a week to heat up the body and also kind of vibrate the cells so they have a better capability to detox and you sweat all these metals and chemicals out through your skin. And the infrared sauna is also really key in shining this light on you to increase mitochondrial activity and energy production. The, the infrared rays have a lot of different benefits to them, and um, just they improve immune system functioning. There's so many different benefits, including heavy metal detoxification. Okay, now two questions come up. One is, tell us a little more about near and far infrared radiation and that box. I mean, I've, I, it's not coming on my use. <laughs> the sauna is the word I'm looking for. Yes. So what happens? They, do they have to have a whole sauna, and they put it in their house, and they sit in it for certain periods of time? Exactly. Yeah. You want to sit in one for a few few times a week, ideally five times a week. And the near-infrared bulb saunas imitate the rays of the sun. So it imitates the same spectrum of near, mid, and far infrared. Mm -hmm. So those are ideal. Uh, I really like sauna space saunas for that reason. It's one that I use. And uh, they're just a, a really great product. So then let's, in the remaining time we have, let's talk a little bit about this mitochondria activity because you've mentioned it several times. Mm -hmm. I know it's a special emphasis that you have. Let me ask a naive question to start because I'm, I'm an innocent here. What happens if we were to support mitochondrial activity with things like coenzyme Q10? And then how would what you're doing 
either parallel that or be better than or worse than whatever. So how, tell us a little bit about that whole combination, please. Yeah. So one of the key things that people are missing is they're trying to boost mitochondrial functioning or taking coenzyme Q10 or other nutrients that are important to make energy or ATP in the body is that toxic metals interfere in nutrient uptake into the mitochondria. So there's metals like aluminum and arsenic. They essentially poison enzymes that transport nutrients into the mitochondria. So anyone that's trying to boost our energy, they're, they're typically missing that key element, which is detoxing these metals. Because if you're taking mitochondrial boosting supplements, they can help, but they're, they're not going to help as much as they could be. They can be a waste of time and money if you're not tending to detoxification of the metals that cause fatigue and interfere in mitochondrial functioning, like arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, and cesium. Tin. I didn't know the tin did. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. Yes. So, because I, I have seen that before, but I didn't know that was directly related to mitochondrial function. So, folks, what Wendy does is she also is a specialist in chronic fatigue syndrome and exhaustion and brain fog, you know, and that whole brain fog that we were talking about. So, let's talk about the relationship between mitochondria or mitochondria, depending on which part of the country you're from. <laughs> and how you actually work with that with chronic fatigue and what the relevance would be to toxic elements contributing to chronic fatigue, which we see all day, every day in psychiatric practices nationally. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned before, the mitochondrial function is decreased when you have these toxic metals and things like tin. Tin will actually dispel the charge on the outside of the mitochondrial membrane so that renders the mitochondria not able to function very well. Lead will completely surround the mitochondria in a, a microscope so that you're it's like choking off the mitochondria. Is so that right? Oh not able gosh. to function. If people have severe chronic fatigue, a lot of them will have lead toxicity. But the bottom line is you want to detox these metals. And one of the best ways to do that is with my mitochondria detox. You can go to mitochondriadetox.com. And I, I developed a really simple three-step system that helps you to simply and easily remove these metals so that you can, over time, improve your body's ability to make energy. That sounds so interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get in there. I mean, think of how many people you can help with that. It's really, because one of the things we see so often is people confuse chronic fatigue with depression. Yes. You can be depressed and suffer with chronic fatigue, but some people are not really clinically depressed but they're so fatigued that they get depressed. Oh, of course. Yeah, so, you can't, you don't have enough energy for your brain to function in, or live your life. Of course, that's going to make you depressed. So back to the candida thing, which I've kind of been enamored of for a long time because we see it pop up so frequently. What's the relationship between candida and as a toxifying agent and its relationship with things like chronic fatigue and brain fog. Could you talk a little bit about that, please? Yes, absolutely. So it's interesting, the relationship between candida and other infections and parasites and toxic metals, because candida, you know, I won't go into the mechanisms of how it causes fatigue, there's, there's a lot of them, but the body will actually allow candida to proliferate because candida and other parasites and infections actually clean up mercury and they clean up other toxic metals in the body. So the body is intelligent. It's allowing these infections to proliferate as long as there's a heavy metal chronic toxicity that's is happening. Is that right? Yes. 
Very interesting. So then they proliferate. Yeah. And that's why so many people that may be listening have done candida cleanses or done parasite cleanses and they just come back because until you reduce the mercury or reduce other metals in your body, those infections are serving a purpose. They can eat five, six times their body weight in toxic metals and just clean up the toxic mess. And so in many times killing those infections or, you know, doing, there's a die off, you have really bad reactions. Part of that is the toxins, the mycotoxins they release. But part of that uh, reaction is also the heavy metals that are released into, the, into your body when the candida dies. And so really important to take binders when you're doing any kind of detox, including a candida cleanse. Yeah, we do use binders and, and detox, but I didn't realize the relationship between, you know, it's sort of like having a plant inside of you that's actually taken the, that is totally interesting. Well, how do you balance out the challenges with candida that could be a problem from a primary candida source and then from the toxins? I mean, that's a little bit of an arcane question, but I hope you get what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know it's a chicken or egg kind of argument, but of course you want to be proactive if you have an active infection that's causing a lot of symptoms. You know, you want to continue to work on it, take supplements to and enzymes and whatnot to kill the, keep the candida levels under control. You don't kill all the candida in your body. Right. You just keep it under control at, at acceptable levels. And while you're doing that, you can do a sensible detox, add detoxification to your regimen, like my mitochondria detox or working one-on-one with a practitioner doing testing for more, you know, it's a little bit more advanced level when you're ready to go there to that level. But and you, just, you can just continue doing candida cleanses if they, they continue to come back. Mm-hmm. while you're doing a long-term heavy metal detox. So that takes time to detox the body. So we're running out of time, I got one more question, and that is how do you or do you do mitochondrial testing, like for example with Great Plains or whatever laboratory, to assess the viability of the mitochondria? By the way, folks who don't know about mitochondria, they're there are energy factories that are present in brain cells and muscles and some of the statistics, and you know this better than me, Wendy, so feel comfortable correcting me if I'm wrong, but I've read that you know one bicep muscle cell has like a thousand mitochondria in it, something like that. And tell me if I'm right or wrong about that because I, I'm vague on that memory. And then if your brain needs energy and your muscles need energy, the mitochondria are really cooking along there, then you're more energized and, and, and functioning effectively. Yeah, well, we don't we don't do any testing to test like the numbers of mitochondria, mitochondrial functioning. I don't know how how effective or relevant that information would be, mm-hmm. um, because most people, if you have fatigue, you have mitochondrial dysfunction. We already know that, so we don't. Okay. I don't want I don't want clients spending a lot of money on tests that might not give us terribly informative information. I only want to do functional medical tests where we can act on that information. Because I've done lots of di- different functional medical tests and I found I just want to keep it really, really basic because we know that because of the 100,000 chemicals in our environment and dozens of toxic metals, we know that everyone has some level of chemicals and metals in their body. You know, people have on average 700 chemicals in their body based on uh, testing done by the uh, Center for Disease Control mm-hmm. or it's actually the World Health Organization, I'm sorry. And we also know that people have dozens of metals in their body. So it makes more sense to just to do something like a mitochondrial detox using some binders, using some activated silica, 
or doing other things that people do. They take charcoal, they take other types of detox supplements. It makes more sense to do that. And then we find over time, people regain their energy levels. We have people that are bedridden that are able to work again within about a year, 18 months. We have people with uh, recovering their brain function, with just getting their lives back, basically, being able to hold a conversation again and do the things that they weren't able to do previously just by doing the mitochondrial detox. So doing mitochondrial testing, while it might be interesting, is not really cost-effective or really will glean a lot of relevant mm-hmm. information for our purposes. Mm-hmm. You have all the sources of more relevant information that are actually more explanatory of what the underlying problem is. Yeah, I think it's just better to do a, a heavy metals test because I know for the majority of people, that's going to be a big issue for them and causing their symptoms, whatever they may be. Wendy, it's such a privilege talking to you. I mean, it's so yes. much fun. I mean, you are so interesting and I'm so glad we had this chance. And I do want to re-invite you again for the NES bio energetic conversation. That would be a good yes, one. Yes, We're going to put the links to your site and uh, listeners, well, you can say it if you want to. I have it right here, but you want to say your site and we'll drive people over there on the show notes. Yes. Well, you can go to MeyerDetox.com. I have hundreds of podcasts and hundreds of articles, lots of free information for you guys. And if you want to download my top 10 tips of detox like a pro checklist, you can go to DetoxForEnergy.com and download that. Yeah, there it is right there. Good. We're going to do that and we're going to have that on the show notes. And, uh, you know, if you happen to think about the other piece on it, the, the toxic elements, PDF, that would be great because we put that. So this is really great. I really appreciate you coming on. It's just been so instructive for me. I've actually kind of gotten away from trace element testing and uh, actually it's inspirational because I really realized I need to think about it more and get more explicit about it and uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, helping us all understand this more. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we'll do it again sometime. (laughs) Thank you, Wendy. You have a good one. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Core Brain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications like those written for ADHD are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.